Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Ooh, Ian's a little runaway. Daddy's girl, yeah, 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 he's a little runaway. I am Von Phony, and with me is... Oh, yeah! Yeah, tell alcohol you want. That's me. I'm. I'm not gonna plastic cup that I'm drinking. That's filled with vodka, man. Vodka. vodka. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, yeah. another hey. rock and metal combat podcast. Bam, bam, yes, bam, 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 bam. All in a row. And uh, yeah, dude. So hey, Ian. Yes, sir. What's happening, bro? You got some iTunes reviews there, man. You know what? We've been, we've been gone so long, we actually do have some iTunes reviews. So reach but down man. in your butthole and pull them out. Oh, I will. I, and we've got, uh, <coughs> I will say, we have more iTunes reviews than, than what I can read. Because some people are like some lazy motherfuckers. They just leave, uh, you know, like a rating. They don't leave like a, a written review. But we do have a couple written reviews. They probably did. It just didn't show up. You know how iTunes is. You never know. And, and, oh, here's another thing. Did you hear about this? Like, iTunes is going to go away? Did you hear about this no. shit? No. Yeah, apparently Apple is getting ready to get rid of iTunes. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of sad. How because, am I going to put shit in my iPod now? Right, right. right. Well, I, I hate fucking Apple. I hate iTunes. You think well, I mean, I, I, iTunes will still be there, like AOL? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, it's kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do because I like iTunes as a music program because that's what I use uh, to play music through my computer. Uh, you know, but other than that, I hate Apple products. I, I hate iPhones. I'm an Android guy. Uh, so am but I. Who, yeah, who, know, who knows what's going to happen. But in the meantime, uh, we do have a couple iTunes reviews and let's enjoy them while we can. <coughs> Go ahead. And our, our first one is a five-star review from Tom Key. I like him already. Yes. Tom Key says, and I quote, cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> Tom Key. A man of a, that's it. That's a man of a few words. Yeah. <laughs> Not even words. Yes. Uh, but it, very effective. Yes. Yes. Short and sweet. He must be Asian, uh, <laughs> because because yeah. I mean, I mean, just just the review has a title called "Cool." I mean, he has no comments, but it's five stars. I'll fucking take it. Yeah, five stars and you know? cool. That's hey, that's that's enough. Hey, everybody, what, what he... everybody, leave comments like that so we don't have to spend that much time on iTunes reviews. <laughs> All so right, next our, person, our, write neat. Our, our our next one. I, I love this one. <clears throat> this is another. Five star review from uh, Music Matters Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah, I like this dude already. Oh, I, I love this guy. No, I know this guy. I love this guy. And uh, he has a five star review entitled 
podcasters beware. That's right. You better beware. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying that all along. And he says, and I quote, podcasters beware. If you're going to have Ian or Routh or both on your show, you most likely seem dull, uninspired, boring, not funny, etc., etc. This guy These must guys... have just saw my appearance on three sides. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's that desperate, but uh, hold on. Let me go on with the review. He says, These guys are the masters. There are no podcasts even close to the RAMCP. Science. Ian... Ian once told me he and Ralph will never stop, and I hope that's true. Can I rate 20 stars out of five? Amen, brother. Thank you, Niagara Falls MVP. And I got to say, this awesome guy has a music store in Upper State, New York. Music Matters in Niagara Falls. This guy is totally cool. He sent me... He goes, I know you love Rat. He sent me uh, an autograph he had of Warren Demartini. Yeah. And he goes, hey, he goes, hey, I got a war I got an autograph from Warren Demartini. Would you like it? I was like, yeah, you know I'm a rat, you know, fucking freak. Yeah, send it to me. And not only did he send that to me, because I knew that was already coming in the mail, but when I got the package, it felt a little puffy. And I'm like, hmm, what else is in here? He had a cassette copy of Sammy Hagar's VOA, and he ripped out all the, the the music and wrapped it around the tape. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. You need to take a picture of that and put that on the podcast. Oh, I do. I, I, I do. This, this is a good guy here. He, he sends me amazing messages. He was telling me that, you know, Sammy Hagar was playing his local, you know, venue with the Circle Jerks, and... Uh, uh, he was asking if I was going to be there with a sniper rifle or, or if he should carry one. So so thank you, brother, dude. I appreciate this so much, man. I appreciate the great gift. Hey, and an autograph from Warren Martini means so much to me, dude. I, I yeah, have but it. But, dude, I, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but you know what he sent me? What's that? The autograph of the guy that replaced him that's in the band now. In your face, yeah. bitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Warren. Yeah, right. Every day. Yeah. Any day. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Yes. But uh, thank you, brother. That was an amazing... Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, he he gets a show, and he's written me many many, uh, messages on Facebook, and and he's uh, he's very harsh on other podcasts. Uh, even ones that we're friends with. He's like, Uh-oh. ah, I don't like them. I don't get it. He's what the like, hell's oh. wrong with Freeform? <laughs> uh, you can't find it anywhere anymore. Because I actually, he asked me, he goes, can you give me a list of appearances you made on other shows? And I gave it to him. He's like, oh, you can't find that anymore. Because that's the, yeah, I mean, you got to pay, you know, to keep your shit out there, you know. Uh but uh, he's like, oh, I've listened to all these other shows you and Ralph have been on. And he goes, and, you know, nothing touches your shows. And I'm like, well, you're right. <laughs> you know, we are the podcast kings. Yeah, and I said you know? that before we ever became the podcast kings to the rest of the world that are yeah. jealous of us. That, that, that should not go unnoted. We are the podcast mm-hmm. kings. Mm-hmm. But, remember, uh, that, remember that idiot running around saying we use bots? Which one? 
<laughs> that Zack guy. Oh, oh, that He's the one that, that started girl. it all. Oh, that girl. Yeah, yeah I, remember, yeah. I, I remember her. Well, she popped her head up again. What'd she say? Uh, just complaining about... See, I haven't, yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. Ian. I started a new group on Facebook called Honey Cunts. Oh, okay. And, oh, that's you? Okay. Yeah, Honey know. Cunts. Because, so, uh, somebody, somebody invited me to that. Oh, okay. It must have been one of our listeners. But, yeah, it wasn't you. Or maybe <laughs> it may have been me. No, it wasn't you. It was somebody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, don't, I don't, don't accept it. All right, okay, so, bye. So, so anyway, um, Vinny Vincent's uh, <clears throat> uh, little bitch boy assistant now, you know, the, the last one to work for him, <clears throat> has been posting sh- things about me on in his group, and he goes under the name of Honey Cuts. Oh, but his real name is Dana Strum, right? Uh, his, no, his real name, I forget at the moment, <laughs> but it's his assistant. You know, when Vinny writes something, he puts it up to acting like it's him that wrote it. Uh, Vinny Vincent called me. Get get ready for this, Ian. Okay, he, bye. He called me Dr. Diarrhea of the Mouth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What's next, Dr. Doodoo Head? <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Poopy Face? <clears throat> anyway, uh. so, so I see this. And that group vanishes. Then it comes back, uh, you know, under another group, but still it's called Honey Cuts. Again, posting pictures of me and they get this in. They think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> they think I make all my videos drunk. They don't know <laughs> the difference between you and me. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like they think, they think you're making the videos. Exactly. And uh, so again, you know, and then it, again, the group vanished. And then he makes another one. I don't know why it keeps vanishing. I don't know if somebody's reporting it or what. So the last one, you know, it was the same shit, drunk and this and that. And I said, you know what, for shits and giggles, I'm going to join this group. So I go to join it, and it has three questions. And uh, <clears throat> the first question was like, how did you find out about this group? Now, this group, every time it remerges, it has about 23 people in the group. So I say, uh, how'd you find out about the group? I say, well, about a thousand more people that's in your group told me about it. And he says, uh, what do you know about Honeycut? And then I wrote, well, I know his real name is whatever the fuck I wrote, which was his real name. And then the last question was, uh, what do you have to offer to Honeycuts? And I said, reality. So, of course, I knew they weren't going to add me, but... They ended up posting my, my question and answers on their thing. And everybody was laughing. Not, of course, not their group. Their group is like, ah, what a, what a horrible drunk that hates our Lord and Savior and tranny, Vinny. And, uh, but everybody else, you know, said it to me. They put it up in the honey, uh, not honey cones, almost human. Everybody's laughing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make my own fucking page called Honey Cunts. And I use <laughs> the same banner. And it's been a blast, dude. Everybody's in there making funny jokes about Vinny and this and that. And then they they posted our page. They know about us. <clears throat> Why did I bring all... Oh, so this subject came up in Kiss Facts. And this Zach guy said something... I can't... I'm paraphrasing here. Something like, oh my God, these guys are all about drama. Him saying that. <laughs> Ain't that fucking rich. 
This, this is Vinny talking? No, the, the guy that said that we use bots said that uh, uh, we're just about drama. That guy. Oh, that, oh, that guy. That, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about Yeah, he, that, Yeah, that's that guy. He, he's running around saying that we're drama people. Him. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this asshole in fucking Rocket yeah, Pod 3. Well, he's supposed to come face me, so yeah, we'll, oh, we'll see if that happens. And oh, uh, so, yeah, there's been a lot of shit going on with me. and Vin- Now Vinny Vincent is, like, actually talking about me, finally. I've known all along he's been watching. I don't know how anybody can defend this twat. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean by that, Ian? Yes, uh, I, I know, because Vinny's, like, uh, you know, Vinny sends me hate mail, too, because, you know, he saw the pictures of me from Rockin' Pod 2 last year, and everybody's like, who wore it better, you know? And uh, he's very upset that uh, I pulled off the Moo much better than him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Oh, that that, that I, I agree with. Great yeah. point. Great point. Yeah, I, I, I filled that shit out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a man. That's right, like a man. <laughs> like a man. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> oh, God, just wait till Rockin' Pod 3. This shit's going to get even crazier. Yep. This shit's gonna, case, this shit's gonna case, get insane. In case you haven't heard, Vinnie Vincent booked his birthday party at the same venue as Rockin' Pod on the same day. So, come out to Rockin' Pod. Vinnie Vincent's gonna be there. <laughs> and by the way, Ian, I don't know if you heard the latest. Um, they reached out to Decibel Geek. Yes. So they can get some promotion. Well, Vinnie just released a statement saying that. Decibel Geek, Decibel Geek reached out to them oh, God. and he denied them. That's so sad. That is, that, that is, that, <laughs> it just oh makes my you want to punch him, don't, don't it? Uh, oh my God. I, you know, but uh, you know, I, I don't hit women in, unless the cops aren't around. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but if the cops aren't around, dude, I will smack the shit out of any Vincent. God Jesus damn Christ. Nashville police. Uh, yeah, well, actually, in Nashville, I think you can hit women. In fact, I think it's encouraged by the Bible. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, but God damn it, please join us at Rockin' Pod 3, because this shit is going to be insane. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It, this shit keeps getting bigger every year, and this is going to be the biggest year yet, and it's going to be Vinnie Vince's birthday. Oh, get the fuck out of here. This shit's going to be insane. Yeah, birthday bash. I mean, can you believe it? Like, After everything this comeback is done, he pops his head up again. Yeah, yeah. If you had hopes of hearing Vinny Vincent play guitar, they're gonna be bashed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Vinny Vincent bash. Yeah, oh, he said he God. said he is gonna play the bash, but no recordings involved. Hmm, I wonder why. Uh huh. Yeah, because he's gonna play Michael rode the boat ashore on fucking acoustic. Because that's about all I can fucking remember fucking trainee and i love trainees you know it's like you know chicks with I, dicks so, i, I, I used to till vinnie came up he's ruined it for for everybody now yeah uh you i know, smack like, every tranny i see hoping one's vinnie you know now it's like by you, the you way cops don't arrest me for smacking trannies just so you know kids should have stuck with fucking rick derringer that's all i'm saying they should have kept a little rock and roll hoochie coo you know in their back pocket fucking vinnie Jesus Christ. Scumbag. All right. 
Well, uh, enough of that. What do you say we get to the news, huh? Alright, what's up with the news? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I hit the wrong button. Well, I gotta tell you, man. I saw the Dio uh, hologram. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. I, I know you made a video about it for our listeners, though, who don't know that you have uh, the I'll biggest kill, page I'll on face on uh, YouTube. YouTube yeah. you know. <clears throat> talk about it. Yeah, I went to go see uh, the Dio hologram. Now, mind you... Um, at first, I was like, I don't give a fuck. And then I saw the footage. I was like, Ugh. And then this is a new and improved one. Right. And uh, by the way, the opening act was Love, Hate, and they were amazing. Oh, yeah. Blackout in the Red Room. They were really song. good. They were really? Really good. I was very G- impressed. Jizzy Pearl is a good singer. The only guy left that. in the band, but still really good. <clears throat> anyway, um... They got some scab on guitar, uh, some guy called Warren Demartini. So D- the deal thing, guy. yeah, the deal thing. Um, look, I'm gonna say right now, uh, as far as the hologram goes, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it sucked. I thought it was whatever. What I really was impressed with, the audio they got of Dio, because they got some really good performances. Uh, I mean, Dio sounds so good in these uh, these audio uh, that, that they were using over the big PA, which is so, I don't know, man. In a way, it kind of gave me chills. A lot of people, he's creepy and this and that. I don't know, man. Just to hear a veteran of that been seeing Dio since 1980, to hear that voice blare out of fucking amplifiers again in a live setting made me happy, you know? And I was more, I was more like, paying attention to the voice in the actual hologram. It was nothing special. I think the voice was so good it really overshadowed it. And also I gotta say all the visuals that's going on around the hologram I felt was more impressive too. I really liked the visuals they had around not only around the hologram, the whole show. Now, a lot of people think the whole show's a hologram. No, it's not. Uh, Dio came out. They opened the show with King of Rock and Roll. Then uh, Ripper came out and did stand. I don't know if he did stand up and shout. I don't remember what he did. Uh, Oni did, uh, <clears throat> you know, Children of the Sea, and then um, then Dio would come out again. You know, it was like they would take turns. Then at the very end, when they did We Rock, it finally dawned on me. I always thought holograms were footage of people. You know, like. You know, uh, deceased people, you get like the footage of them and superimpose it on stage. No, this is actually like some CGI bullshit. You know, right. where they, it's not even Dio. It's, it's, you know, it's Dio's face with a body and everything and the movement, but there's no footage of Dio like that because during We Rock, he's singing, he stop. you know, he sings the first line, then he points to Oni. And then Oni sings, he points to Ripper. And then Ripper, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this is not, this is CGI shit. This ain't like footage of Dio. I don't know. But you know what? And then, the, I got to tell you, man, I walked out of that show thinking to myself, you know, this was a really cool tribute to Ronnie James Dio. That's how I looked at it. I'm not going to sit here and praise the hologram, because I tell you, I wasn't that impressed. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was the voice and the performance of the band. And Ripper was on fire. Oni was great, dude. It was just, it was a fun night out, and I'm glad I went to go see it. 
Well, you, you know, my, my feeling on this hologram shit, like, you know, there's one starting to go around with, you know, Frank Zappa. That, you know, of course, I'm, everybody knows is a fucking, you know, idol of mine. Uh, I don't think it's even so much about the hologram and all this shit. It's about getting a room full of people who want to hear that music. Yeah. That 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 want to hear that voice. That like you know, uh, you know, you're so into this artist and you love all this shit. You know they're dead. You know you you know there's no new shit coming out, but you have such an affinity for that voice for that music that you just want to go out there and be surrounded around like-minded people and and hear that shit and to me that would be the coolest thing because that, that that's the thing about metal concerts man i mean when you go to a metal show for a band you love uh you meet all kinds of people i i call them concert friends i've met many of them concert friends uh where it's people you might not normally hang out with in real life, but you're there for a common purpose because you love this music and you love this artist. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it'd be great to be surrounded by that many people who still love and cherish and honor Ronnie James Dio. You know, and, and, and you love those songs and you, you know, the history they mean to you. And you can sit there and like, yeah, he's not there. But you hear this shit, and you can look over to your brother to your left and your brother to your right, and you're all singing along to the same song, and there's some camaraderie. And uh, that, I think, is kind of cool. You know, just to, to keep keep that metal family alive. I, I think, the, you know, the, the imagery and all that shit is very secondary. It's all about metalheads. You know, listening to this music and like, God damn it, we wish Ronnie was here and this has meant everything to us. So I'm glad you went to that show, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed it, regardless of how it looked or any of that shit. In an odd way, there was never a second during a show where I thought, I wish Ronnie was here. I felt he was there. It felt like he was there. I mean, I don't know. The... You know how they, you know, they say, oh, the spirit of somebody's here? Right. It really did feel like Ronnie James Dio's spirit was there. I just, I, I, ne- I didn't feel like I was missing the guy. I felt like I was at a show with his voice blaring out of those speakers. It felt like the Ronnie James Dio I've seen, you know? Right, uh, but... but I mean, a dozen I mean, times or so. You, you understand what I'm saying? Though? I mean, did it feel cool to have other, you know, be surrounded by other Dio fans that like everybody's on the same excitement level? Well, I was a, and, I was with a pretty chick. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I did All bump right. into some South Florida buddies that went up there, so I, I recognized two people uh, out of everybody right here. <clears throat> I had to drive up to Melbourne, actually. I went to go hang out. I went. I went to spend the night at her house, and then we went. Oh, to you Mexico. went to Melbourne? Not Melbourne. What am I talking about? Um, Naples. But oh. the show was in Fort Myers, so it was like maybe a 15, 20-minute drive. Uh, I went up there to spend time with this uh, beautiful girl I know, and I spent the night at her house, and then the next night we went and saw the show. And uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Check out. Uh... Check out the Dio shit if it comes by you. You know, if it comes by me, I'm gonna go see it. Same no, thing with yeah, the Frank. 
but I also gotta uh, really stress everybody out there that's always crying and bitching about the hologram. Please don't go. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, here's something I'd like to see. Something you and me shared. Uh, there is a uh, one night only film screening of a new film called uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Cinema Strangingado. Or however the fuck you pronounce that fucking Rush song. Really? Yeah, th- this Bill is a film. Yeah, this is a film made about uh, the last tour that you and I got to see here in New Orleans. Didn't that come out already? Uh, well, no. Well, no, no. I mean, they did that, but this is like a ho- this is like a whole behind the scenes of that tour. This oh, is okay. a separate. Right. This is a separate movie. Uh, and I, I would love to see it because yeah, me I'm a, too. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I had no idea either. Hopefully, I'm a hopefully it'll go more into depth. How you know, uh, Neil Peart was like oh, tired of this shit. Yeah, I like to see footage of you know why it's go- why it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I would like to see. Hopefully, they show some footage from uh, New Orleans because I was disappointed on the, on the uh, Rush Forty. They didn't have much. They didn't have well, actually, they didn't have any footage from the New Orleans show that we saw. But a big part of that was uh, Neil Peart uh, flew out his wife and his, his daughter for that show because they just wanted to go around New Orleans, and maybe that'll be part of it. Well, uh, maybe they didn't film it because he beat her ass that day. Yeah, yeah, because he's known for that, and New Orleans uh, allows that. Uh, well, it is the South. Um, I heard but, he, played, uh, he played 20, uh, 2112 Overture on her skull. Yeah, he played 212 Acacia Avenue. Boom! Ba da da! Da da da! Pow pow! Pow pow pow! But goddamn, what a show that was. Uh, I, I miss Rush, dude, man. I miss Rush so damn bad. And, uh, you know, I totally get why they're not touring. But uh, I would I would love if they would at least get together for one more. As much as I love Clockwork Angels, and I thought it was a great album, I would love to see them do at least go out with one more album, one more fucking album. You know, get Terry Brown to produce this shit and do one more album. But uh, you know, yeah, we don't. Gonna happen. It's over. It's over, Johnny. If we don't and get you it, know we what, don't. man? That last album was amazing, and what a great song to close at the garden. Oh, yeah. It's like a great, you know, from finding my way to the garden. What a great cap, you know, to an amazing career. So, honestly, if they end it with Clockwork Angels, it's a good ending to an amazing career. Oh, yeah. And, and what a great show that we saw, dude. That was an amazing fucking Rush show. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen many a Rush show. That was probably the best I ever saw, was the one you and me saw. That was fucking amazing. It was a badass show, I gotta tell you. All right, well, speaking of bands we both love, uh, there's a new book coming out. Uh, I know you're going to get a copy of this, because this is one of your favorite bands of all time. But ACDC is putting out a book called Big Balls. Rare and unseen images from 1976 to 1981. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait. When did it start? What year? 76 to 81. That means the peak years, man. 
Oh, that's well, uh, for those about to rock, right? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. For anybody who's paying attention, those are the big years of ACDC. Yeah. And uh, oh man, uh, that that that's something I would love because, I mean, you you want to talk about one of the greatest fucking bands of all time? Oh, they are uh, the great. They're the greatest rock and roll band of all time. I love them. I love them. And uh, this looks like a pretty good uh, package, if I don't mind saying, this big balls package. Uh, but, uh, man, it looks like they put a lot of thought in this. And uh, any ACDC fan, I, I would definitely recommend this. Big balls. Well, I don't know if you heard the latest, Ian, about ACDC. What's um, that? They said that they scrapped that album they were doing. And they're not going to make really? an album. Yeah, and and then I heard another report that they lost their fire. Like, the, what they were recording didn't have that ACDC fire. It's almost like, I mean, look, this is the internet, okay? okay. I, could be, I could be seeing bullshit written. But they were just saying now, they were recording this new album, and it just, it just didn't feel right, and they scrapped it. It didn't have the fire and hunger. In a way, it's kind of like, holy shit, maybe it's because Malcolm passed, you know? Wow. He, well, he took well, it with him. Where, where where, did you see this? On my Facebook wall. So, and there was two separate stories from two separate websites. Now, I can't say if they're real. One was legit. I think, what was it? Rock or something like that? Okay, yeah. I'm familiar with Sleaze Rock. Okay, I think it was on there. One, one of the stories, how they scrapped the album. It's not going to happen now. So. Oh, well, it, it's one of those things like, you know, if we go back and listen to, you know, the history of our show, we reviewed the last ACDC album, Rocker Bust. Great album. I was, I was not a fan of that. I love that album. I still play it. Awesome. <clears throat> uh, I, I would love one more album, but uh, if, they, if they don't feel it, they don't feel it. Yeah, and I feel uh, it. You know, and, and that one did have... That did have major contributions from Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, in all honesty, as weird as this sounds, I was really looking forward to an Axel DC album. No, man, you and like such a minority and myself. Here's the thing, and I, I don't know what, I, I don't get it. Like, you know what? I think the problem was that Axel and ACDC didn't play enough shows. Because if they would have done, like, you know, I don't think it was a whole tour. They just, like, carried on a tour. Those guys would have been out there for, like, two years, and let's say a million or so people would have saw it. Then they can over, they can over, you know what pisses me off, Ian? Is these people out there, you know, fuck it, Axl Rose, I want Brian Johnson, I want Brian Johnson. Then, you know, Brian Johnson will come back, and they'll come to their town, and they won't go. You know what I mean? Right. You know, there's so many people out there that love bitching, but they won't. They wouldn't even go see ACDC with Brian Johnson, but they cry about, oh, we don't want Axel, we don't want Axel. And let me tell you something, most people don't want Axel in the band. That's why they brought back Brian Johnson. Because nobody wants Axel in the band, because Axel only proved himself to people like me that saw it and people like you that saw it online and weren't biased. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, no, and I I was one who was skeptical, but when I saw it, I was I was made a true believer, and I I love Axel. Don't get me wrong, I think Axel has amazing talent, but I I believe Axel left to his own devices becomes very self indulgent. 
And I believe when he was with ACDC, he was very humble. And yep. you got you got pure Axel, unadulterated Axel, him not putting his ego first, him just being like, I am, you know, oh my God, what an honor to be in this band. I'm going to do the best I can. And every bit of footage I saw, every bit of audio that I heard was incredible. So I'm going to be honest, you know, I, you know, I thought it was fucking great. And I thought like, oh my God, if there's one person that can tame this guy from writing fucking, you know, don't cry one and two, it would be Angus Young. <laughs> you yeah, know? he worships Angus. Right, right. So I was like, oh, this could be great because you're going to bring out the best of fucking Angus. You're going to bring out the best of fucking Axl Rose. What the fuck is there to lose? This could be a dynamite combination. But unfortunately, most people don't think that. Most people are very yeah. biased because they look at Axel as the guy that, you know, is a small yeah. brat, comes but, out but, on stage late. But here's the thing, Ian. But the bitch of us, the same you people know, who think that are the same people who think Peter Chris and Ace and Ace Frehley are still in Kiss. That's how dumb they are. <laughs> yeah, and they won't, and I'm telling you, a majority of them will and, not go. And, and you're friends with them. You do a podcast called Four Sides of the Coin. Uh, yeah, when I'm on, it's four sides. <laughs> uh, but but they, they won't go to the show, and they just bitch uh. and this and that. But here's the thing that people will, ref- you know, you can bring this up to them, but they'll refuse to acknowledge it because they're, they're, they're set in their ways. Axel is a guy that goes up on stage too late. He doesn't care about the fans. But ever since he's been in ACDC, every single Guns N' Roses show afterwards was on time and I went to one of them. It started like at eight. You yeah, know, you played like me. three hours or something. But every show after that, Axel is not ever since he's joined A C D C for that little bit, you've never heard anything of Axel Rose like punching people or causing any bullshit or, or starting a show late. But people don't care. It's like, you know, yeah. you're, you're already guilty because you're Axel Rose from nineteen ninety one. Well, another thing people need to remember is you can't forget whether the fuck, whatever you think about Guns N' Roses, and you and I have both been very critical on a lot of Guns N' Roses albums. That dude is a rock star and has a presence yep. and, and can deliver. Yeah, he can do a lot of things to piss people off. He can record a lot of shit that's over bloated and very... Uh, God... How do I say this without seeming homophobic? But maggoty, oh my God! Let's you know, uh, let's just call it Chinese democracy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know, right? But this guy has talent, and when it was honed in, you know, when his ego was checked by uh, Mr. Angus Young, that fucker delivered, dude. And and I I question anybody. I mean, honestly. If you see any of that footage of him with the ACDC and you say that shit is garbage, I, I, I call bullshit. You're yeah, not, I, I do too. You're, you're listening with your eyes and not your ears. I do too. And, that, and let me tell you something. I, I saw on that cesspool called Blabbermouth right. comments of people going, I fucking can't stand Axl Rose. But goddamn, he's impressing me here. You know? Right. Even haters were impressed. But I don't know. I, I don't care. Look. I've seen ACDC since the, for those about the rock tour. I have not missed the tour. Who made who didn't come down here, so that's out of my control. But since, for those about the rock, all the way up to the Axel DC show. The Axel DC show is the best. 
It was the best, and every show they did before that, ACDC never let me down live. They were always awesome, but I felt the set list was way better. Uh, there's a lot of songs that Brian doesn't sing, you know, like, you know, Riff Raff and whatever. I, they did a lot of shit, like, you know, and, uh, and, and to sing, look, I know this from personal experience, to sing fucking Bon Scott and Brian Johnson songs is hard. I remember doing some Bon Scott stuff at my friend's house when we had a little jam with Hellwitch. It was hard, and even harder was doing Hell's Bells in Puerto Rico, which is on YouTube, and a lot of people think I nailed it, but let me tell you something. After I did that, my voice was shot, and the next day in Puerto Rico, the promoter called us and goes, hey man, would you guys mind doing a free show again tonight? And I can't let those people down, but I had no voice. Still went up there. And some motherfucker filmed it. So if you want to see me sound like Donald Duck, you want to see me sound like I'm getting throat fucked on stage? Look up Thrasher Die in Puerto Rico. I mean, you got to find the right one. Because there's like three, four different shows of us in Puerto Rico. But uh, my voice was gone, and it was because of Hell's Bells. Yeah. Hey, I have a whole episode of your, your, your throat getting fucked. It's, it's you apologizing for Chinese democracy. <clears throat> you know, Ian... Yes, sir. Your little pussy ass depression you went through. I guarantee, uh, if you would have put that fucking album on, you would have got it. I was just too scared. I was too scared to listen to because I might have agreed with you. No, yeah. <laughs> and so and also chill on making fun of me with, you know, Chinese democracy after after the display you've shown, buddy. Oh yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Next story. <laughs> That's right. It's like it's like you bring up Chinese democracy. I'm gonna bring up those past couple months. Yeah, oh. fucking wounded teddy bear. There, next story. Uh, <laughs> Kiss guitar player Ace Frehley says, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Kiss guitar player Tommy Thayer says he does not get enough credit for the 1978 Ace Frehley solo album. <laughs> did you ever see my parody of it, the Tom the Tom Thayer solo album? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. It was very entertaining. Yeah, rip, rip Ace off. Uh, the, second, the second track was called Speeding Back to Paul Stanley. Uh, what was Snowblind? You're so blind to the sheep. Uh, the next song, Ozone, was called Ace Clone. <laughs> and so on. I'm back in the scab boy groove. Uh, I'll order takeout. <laughs> I'll order takeout. Oh, I like that. And, and, the, and the last one, Fractured Flute, where it's like some guy playing the flute out of tune. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, check but, it out. The Tommy Thayer solo album on YouTube. You'll get a chuckle out of it. But, uh, you, know, you know, Tommy Thayer, you know, he's taking a lot of heat lately, too. Because he said Kiss is gone. Kiss is capable of going on without him. <laughs> uh, but, but, but it turns out he plagiarized a whole article written by Mark St. John. Uh, so... What are you going to do? Well, all I can say is Tommy Thayer is much cooler than Vinnie Vincent. Oh. All you, all you Tommy Thayer haters that uh, that, that that worship the Vinnie-ster, uh, I think Tommy Thayer has more class. And you know who also thinks that is fucking science. Come on. Tommy Thayer never ripped people off, except for Ace, but he was paid to do that. Right. But he, didn't, he never ripped off his fans. He doesn't lie about our buddies in Nashville. All right, guys. So he's yeah. a bitch. So what? 
All right, well, well, next story. Here's something that uh, you're familiar with this band. I'm not familiar with this band, uh, but uh, uh, sad to see anybody, you know, pass away unless you're Sammy Hagar. Oh, uh, uh, Andre Matos yes. from, from Angora passed what away. A- great voice that guy had. At 47. See, I, I'm not familiar with this band. He, he was a good singer, though, huh? Uh, he was one of my favorites. Definitely in my top 20. No shit. It was that good. Yeah, you should hear this guy's voice. He's amazing. Was this power metal? Was it traditional metal? What kind of what kind of music was I it? guess a, a combination of both. Yeah? You know, and also kind of like, you know, very... You know, like very musician-y, very tight musicians. I mean, it's one of those bands. It's not a dream theater. It's a metal band, but everybody in that band is extremely talented. You know? Right. And yeah, I was very shocked because that guy was pretty young. Yeah, for I mean, forty. I mean, shit. I just turned forty-five, so forty-seven. I'm getting scared. He, he looked. He looked like fucking twenty-nine. Right. You know? I mean, the guy looked great for his age. Yeah, very sad. I didn't see, I, I, you man, thought about not seeing that one come. Yeah. Very sad. All right. Well, Paul Stanley said it'll take some time before Kiss's Sonic Boom and Monster will be considered classics. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. And, 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 and to back him up, said Eternity. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, you know, look. Ain't going to happen. Hey, look, to me, Monster's a classic, and I don't give a fuck. Who thinks it or who doesn't? Uh, but it's never going to be a classic to the masses. Give me a break, you know. I, you know, maybe, maybe I think maybe in the future it'll probably be look. You know how people look back at Motley Crue with Karabi, but yet those record sales never skyrocketed. But people look back at that, you know, like you know, there would have been a lot more people at shows with the people that liked that '94 album compared to back then. Right, but come on, keep dreaming. No, I mean, but, it's never gonna. They're never gonna be classic. You know, to to to, to back up Paul's statement though, was uh, Tommy Thayer, C.C. Deville, and uh, Jamie St. James, who said, you know, hey, we were up burn, bitch, burn, and we know it's gonna take a while. So, <laughs> you know. Did you, know, did you know? Did you know? There is a solo on Sonic Boom where it's Tommy Thayer and CC Deville racing to who gets down the stairs yeah. during the guitar solo <laughs> while tumbling down a flight of stairs playing a guitar solo. <laughs> and believe it or not, Tommy won. CC's <laughs> uh, vagina got caught in the, one of the steps. Oh my God! All right, what else we got? It. Oh, well, this kind of goes into what we're about ready to talk to, which I cannot wait to talk about. Uh, but Tommy Lee fired back at Courtney Love as yeah. she calls the dirt the dumbest Netflix movie she's ever seen. So obviously, Courtney Love hasn't watched a lot of Netflix because there's some bad shit on there. But uh, oh my God, what what's better than Tommy Lee and and fucking Courtney Love? Two people who nobody would give a shit about if they weren't married to famous people. 
You know, oh my god, what a cat fight this is. Um, Tom, and this ain't the first time. I think it was like Esquire magazine or some fucking yes. magazine yes. said something about the dirt and he lost his shit again. It's like, come on, dude. Tommy, I mean, come on. The movie is stupid. <laughs> oh, well, what, what can you do? Tommy Lee is, uh... But, you know, I mean, what's even worse than that is he's actually going to put out another Methods of Man. Is that really still going to happen? I hope not, but I heard about that a few months ago. I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? Well, you know, normally I would be depressed about that, but I heard the new Motley Crue songs for The Dirt, and I was like, well... Yeah, how can it be worse than that? I was like, well, you know, maybe we can hear Let's Get Naked Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, you know? They were all so bad, and then that just a ver- like a version came out oh and i was oh, like my oh my god. god this is the worst shit ever and believe it or not the single that they released after that one was even worse but and i can't remember a crash the, and burn the, or something the, the thing is that like a virgin it's like what does that even have to do with the movie <laughs> like i can see if it's something that like coincided with the movie or something but like no, that just came out of nowhere. Uh, like, I think it has a lot to do with the movie because anybody that likes this movie is a virgin. It would have been like... They don't know what pussy tastes like if you like this movie. They should have done, you know, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper would have made more sense. I mean, this is just... Uh, it uh, makes perfect sense uh, to me. You never took a whiff of vagina if you like this bullshit. All right, well, with that being said, let's say fuck it and get into it. This is an episode we've been planning to do for months. We're finally getting around to doing it. Uh, And holy shit, I just got done watching this motherfucker. Oh my god. Let's talk about Motley Crue, The Dirt. Let's not. Okay, bye. I was supposed to watch this movie again to refresh my memory, but Ian hit me up tonight to do the episode like a half hour before and I was like we're doing a show tonight it didn't give me time to watch it again but I'm going on memory and it hasn't been that long since I watched it actually I watched it twice I watched it when it first I mean appeared because I got home about oh yeah no I remember the night it was going to premiere you told me like hey leave me alone because at at such and such a.m. I'm going to be watching this shit. You're such a liar. That never happened. No, you did. No, that, that's I true. did. I did say to you it's going to come on, but it was that's, 3 in the morning. Why would I tell you that? You, you're no, no, you, no, 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 because we talked earlier that night. You said, oh, it's going to premiere at this time. Yeah. I'm going to watch it at work. You told me that. No, Ian. It was a day I didn't have to work. It was on my day All right. off. All right. All it, right. It, it debuted on a... It had to be a, a Friday or or, or uh, Saturday uh, because those are the only days I'm home. And I remember getting home at like 3 a.m. And, you know, I got on Facebook and I saw some guy, right, watching The Dirt. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. It's coming on now. So I actually watched it right when it premiered. It was like maybe 3.05 I started watching it. Kicked back in bed and I watched it all and I, and I thought it really, really sucked. So... The next day, and plus, you know, I was very tired. Uh, I was out all night, and <clears throat> so I and practicing, and I was pretty thrashed. And uh, so I watched the next day, all relaxed. Even got some popcorn to get a more fresher, wide awake, not so tired, you know. And I'll talk about that when uh, we get into it. You know? 
Did I like it any better? Hmm. We'll see. All right. Well, well, I will say this, this is a movie I was totally not wanting <laughs> or expecting. And I remember laughing when initially this was supposed to be done uh, by Paramount Pictures. Yeah. Was going to do this. And it was going to be theatrical released. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, like there's, there, there, there's no, let's be realistic. There's no market for a Motley Crue movie in whatever year we're talking about. Like, no, that, that, that ship sailed. You know, maybe they did this in the late 80s. Yeah, it would have been huge. But, but now, like, <laughs> you know, and then now I hear it's going to be a Netflix, you know, and then it's like fucking might as well be a fucking lifetime movie. I'm like, oh, God. And like, why does Motley Crue get a movie? Like, I would almost rather watch a movie about the making of Wasp, Crimson Idol, which is now my fucking can't stand. That'd be boring yeah. as fuck. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I'm saying that that would be as much as, much as intriguing as hearing shit about, like, what are you going to say about Motley Crue? I mean... Well, The yeah. Dirt. The Dirt was an amazing book. I don't know if you... Uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. That. No, no, the dirt, the dirt. I have, I have, I have a hard copy of, of the dirt. I have it on, on hardback. You know, I mean, a great book, but it's one of those books you read it and you're like, okay, really? You know, well, okay. Yeah, well, when you watch the movie, you go, oh, really? Yeah, oh yeah. No, different. oh no, no. I mean, I mean, there's show so much shit that's like unfactual. You're like. Is it even called the dirt? I don't even I don't even know if I can believe that because there's so much shit that's wrong in this movie and in this book, you know. But it is entertaining, but it's entertaining in the same way as the National Enquirer is entertaining. Yeah, you no, know? the book is awesome. Whether it's f- fiction or, or, or is it fiction or, or truth, it doesn't really matter. It's a very entertaining book that's hard to put down. Right, yeah. I mean, sir, it's it like, may be the greatest rock and roll book I've ever wrote, read. Yeah, and, and no, I've no. read many. I think it may be the best one ever. So no, far, I, I I agree, but I, it's because shit is embellished. It's like watching Fox News. It's like you know it's not real, but goddamn, that's a fun story. And CNN, by the way. Uh, Come uh, on, we got to be balanced here. All media uh, is full of shit. Oh. Uh, Oh, fair and balanced. Okay, we're fair and balanced. Well, fair uh, and balanced, and what you know, the media's bullshit on yeah. both sides. Give me a break. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm serious at the same time. You're absolutely right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the book is full of like some like really, really like we always joke around the heroin diaries. Like, who on heroin's writing a diary, you know, and it's accurate and all this bullshit. And uh, you know, they embellish some shit to make it sound better than what it was, and make shit more interesting and then I'm like well how are you gonna make a movie on that you know and as as the movie kept degrading like in status like oh yeah Paramount's doing it it's gonna be a major motion picture then it's this and then it's that I'm like oh my god and then it's like who's in it like nobody you've ever fucking heard of I'm like ugh oh god I had no interest in this movie whatsoever but you Admittedly, we're very excited about it. I well, what what I said, and, and I said it on the podcast. I actually remember I was talking about it. I said when I saw the preview, I was like, "Oh shit, this looks really good." It was like a thirty-second preview, and then the next day they gave a two-minute preview, and I was like, "Uh oh." 
you know, because that wasn't that good. You condensed it in 30 seconds. It looked very interesting. But then the next preview, they showed two and a half minutes of it, and I was like, this does not look good. You know, I did talk about that on a previous episode. All right. Well, I will say, uh, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to I'm going to take my time to watch this shit because I've been so critical of, of fucking Molly crew. Uh, I, I can't lie. I can't say I hate Molly crew. But I think they are one of the most overrated bands of all time. They're right up there with Kiss. Is like, okay, all these people love them, but they're really not that good. Motley Crue is right fucking there. And then you're making a movie about them. Like, oh my God. Um, I gotta say, though, after I watched it, the greatest rock and roll movie ever. Ever fucking I knew you liked it. And you know, Ian hasn't told me this yet. Yes. You know, he's this, been keeping this quiet for me, but this I know. Story. And this I is know. for months. This I knew is for it. months I haven't said this. I knew you were gonna say I knew and and now by saying it's the greatest rock and roll movie ever, what, like acting wise? Oh no, the acting not, is fucking horrible. No 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 I not I, I that's not the way I meant to phrase it. Like a rock and roll movie like you know, let's say Rockstar, The Doors, you know, that type. Not a documentary, The Who, The Kids Are All Right type movie. All right? right. You're not going to tell me it's better than The Kids All Right, right? Well, that, that, that that's a documentary. This, this is a movie. This is like, right. you know, what all you cocksuckers love, this fucking Bohemian Rhapsody crap. That which, was better. Way better. Which, which is unfair for me to say. Way better. In, in all honesty, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Rocket Man. I haven't seen all this shit. But of any rock and roll movie that I've ever seen that is, like, based on lies, uh, this is the fucking greatest. I have watched this movie. I watched it right before we recorded this episode today. This is probably the fucking 12th time I've watched this movie. Jesus Christ. You have no right to goof on me ever again. I fucking love this movie. I love this movie. As... As a movie, as a movie, not as a accurate portrayal. I don't give a fuck about accurate portrayal. You know, that that never bothered me about Bohemian Rhapsody. I noticed, I was like, hey, look, they're doing fat bottom girls during the fucking uh, Queen Sheer Heart Attack era, and we will rock you during Hot Space. But it didn't bother me. It was like, all right, uh, you know, we want to make the movie flow, whatever. But to me, to me, Motley Crue is such a band that I could give a shit less about. That shit, didn't, like, like if it was a band I really loved and cared about, Timeline and shit like that would bother me. But to this, to, to me, Motley Crue is like right there with Kiss. Is a band. It doesn't matter about the music. It's about the fucking bombastic show. It's about this. It's about. It's about everything but the fucking music. It's about the fucking just nerds who like, oh, I like this shit, you know? And and this movie is perfect for that because it's funny. It's poorly acted. Funny. It, oh, oh, to me, this, funny. this movie is fucking hilarious. This movie is fucking hilarious. And, 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 and it, to me, this movie is the movie equivalent that Motley Crue is musical. It's wow. very, it's very lame, 
but it's entertaining. And I will say this. I wouldn't I'm, even go that far because at least those shitty albums had a, a one track or two good on it. Oh, dude. But I, I've, I've seen Motley Crue live, dude. It's not about the music. It's about the show. And, I, and I've seen Kiss more than any other band in the world. It's about the show way more than it is the music. And I will admit, I love Kiss music much more than I love Motley Crue music. But it's about the show. It's always been about the show. It's been about more than the sum of its parts. It's making up for the fucking lack of it. And I've always said Poison. Poison is a modern day fucking Kiss. Well, it, Poison does all that pyro and all that bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Kiss is fucking... I mean, Kiss and Poison are fuck me, suck me songs. Very easy to play. Any retarded musician can do it. You know, like Tommy Thayer. You know, but it's more about the presentation and how it's done. Okay, Kiss is no fucking Led Zeppelin. And that's why those kids beat the shit out of you. Because Kiss is no Led Zeppelin. And I love Kiss. And I always mean I love Kiss. And there's something about Motley Crue I love. But, you know, I, I find it so funny. I'm watching this movie and, and, and there's a part of the beginning where they're auditioning guitar players. And, and they show this fat kid playing guitar, and he's like, "Oh, I've I've never heard music like this before. I can't do this. Like, really? Okay, I want to ask you, Ralph, as somebody who was there back in the day. You, you heard Motley Crue, and you might, you know, you liked Motley Crue, but did you hear anything like, wow, I've never heard anything like that before, or or, or was it like, well, I've heard this a million times, but you know, here's well, when I heard." Uh... Come on to dance. I was like, I never heard anything shitty like this before. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, that, that scene where, where they're trying to teach him live wire, you right. know, and it's like, oh, I've never heard anything like this. I'm like, really? Really? Get the fuck out of here. This is so fucking stupid. But as a movie, as entertainment, it works, and I laugh my fucking ass off. I mean, because, you know, the whole thing, like, Nikki's talking about, like, I want to. I want to start a band, something like nobody's ever heard before. And to me, Motley Crue has always been something like, I've heard a million times, I've heard it better, but the drummer has a big dick and, and, and a fucking roller coaster, and there's a lot of pyro. Other awesome than that, on the drums. Right. Other, other than that, uh, yeah, I've heard this shit a gazillion times before. <laughs> you know? But... To me, the movie is so fucking good and so funny. I love, I, I love, uh, what's his name? Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy oh Lee. Oh, my God. Uh, a fucking, a rapper I heard I can't, I can't stand. But to me, this guy in pity, epitomies how annoying Tommy Lee is. If you see... Yes. I'm the guy I can't pronounce words here, not you. Stop stealing well, my thunder. Well, whatever. I'm drunk, but... Epitomizes. Yes, but whatever. Tommy Lee is so fucking annoying. But this guy is like Tommy Lee to the max. Like, everything he does is like... That's how stupid this motherfucker sounds in every interview. In everything you've ever seen. Tommy Lee sounds like a fucking retard. And this guy does it to a T. Dude, dude, oh my God, dude, dude, dude. You know, he fucking nails it. He is just as annoying and as 
fucking retarded as Tommy Lee is, and I fucking love it. I love it. It, it is fucking great. This movie, oh my god, it is so fucking entertaining and fun. What what did you not like about? What, why do you hold Molly Crew in such self esteem that you found this? Yeah, I like Molly Crew way more than you do. Okay. I don't view them like you. Uh, I, me, I'm like, dude, shout out the Devil, the '94 album, most of Two, uh, two Facts of Love, and a handful of songs off pretty much every album afterward, except for Saints of Los Angeles. I I have more respect for Molly Crew and and uh, like them more, way more than you do. And okay. I just thought, look. I'm a fan of the book, and they did reenact a lot of the book, and it just didn't hit the fucking mark. Trust me, I wanted to like it. I really did. Because they did, like, you know, the Bullwinkle squirting scene, that happened in the book, and I I didn't laugh. I just thought, oh, that, that, to me it was like blatant, like, let's throw this in the beginning of the movie to get very controversial and get attention, but I didn't think it was captured properly. The only well, I, I don't know. I, it, to hey, me, it's, can I talk, man? I've already heard your your lathering well, the ass of the movie, I, and I didn't interrupt I, you. I, I'm just saying it didn't look like CGI to me. It looked like that girl really squirted. No, it doesn't matter if it was real or CGI. It just didn't fucking. It wasn't funny. I didn't okay. find it funny. I think okay. it could have been funny. It's a funny premise, but I didn't find it funny. I just felt like ah, that you know I I don't know. It just. It looked so planned out, and to, it was it was like I looked at it and I go, oh, you know what? The lowest common denominator is gonna watch that and go, ooh, how shocking, you know? And uh, so, and then the whole narration bothered the piss out of me. Hearing that guy, all those members talk through it, they're like, eh. The acting was, I mean, the worst acting I ever seen in my life was the scene. Where Vince went to the hospital and the <laughs> and and the wife was you know telling him that she had cancer. When I saw that scene, I go, couldn't they do another take? You know, what I mean, that was. Well, his daughter had cancer. What did I say? He said his wife. Okay, his daughter. Yeah, his wife telling him his daughter had cancer. But the way that she delivered it, it was like, really, that was a take. You could, you know, it, it seemed like, dude, we only have one take here. That was the worst little performance of acting I've ever seen in my life. It was just so bad that that even bothered me. And that was like really way into the movie already. Um, the movie was like, I don't know. Look, even like the beginning, all the crazy shit that was happening. There was one scene, just one part. Can't say I laughed that loud, but I did find fun. I found funny the little short scene where the mirror fell on David Lee Roth. <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny. I thought it was delivered funny. I thought that you know, Dave was like all gacked out. And like, oh, what? That I found funny, you know, but everything else just, and it was a lot of the recreations of the book in that, in that movie. And it just, it fell flat. So, you know, and then uh, the part where it really, I mean, I, I wasn't enjoying it anyway, but it got so much worse after the car accident. After the car accident, it became just dragged out, boring, drama-filled bullshit. And then, you know, in the middle of all this like sadness and shit, 
you have the little scene where Tommy Lee's talking about, you know, how his day is on the Girls, Girls, Girls tour. You know, drinking, and then right, Doc right. McGee knocks him out. and tie, I don't know. I just... And the narr- like I said, the narration. The Mick Mars character was somewhat, like, uh, not as uh, bad as the other three. Oh, I loved it. I, I like you know when he goes shut up teenager or something like that. Yeah, shut up drummer. <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing. Like it was kind of cool when he did it during rehearsal, but then during the rest of it, and then then the part where he looks at the camera and he goes blah 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 blah. I was like, well, you know, you know, you know, and I I gotta I gotta just to get off topic for a second. I'm going very light on this movie because. I don't remember really how shitty it was because I just saw Rocket Man a couple days ago. And it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, chances are you're going to like it. I ended up walking out. I've never walked. Dude, I'm old. I know I was in the theater when I was four years old, five years old as a kid. I've been going to movies for 50 fucking years. And I've never walked out of a movie. I couldn't take it. It was the worst piece of shit. It made the dirt look like the Godfather. It really did. It was so bad. But, but yeah, you know, and I know I'm complaining, to, you know, about this movie and all. But honestly, I, I'd be much more brutal to it. You guys think I'm being brutal to it now? If I never saw Rocket Man, I would have been twenty times more brutal. But I just felt like, you know, and let's. I mean, I know it doesn't bother you, and it doesn't bother me. But we should. For our listeners that do get bothered by inaccuracies, we should talk about the inaccuracies in this movie, starting with the bedroom scene with little Nikki Six jamming to, uh, is that Martha Hoople? Uh, no, it was sweet. No, it wasn't the sweet. I know the sweet. No, it was T-Rex. That's what it was. Oh, T-Rex. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, in the, it was 1973, and you see the first Kiss album. And you see Kiss Alive poster. So here, Kiss Nerd Alert. Uh, I noticed that first inaccuracy. Right. Um, oh, oh, but you want to talk about inaccuracies. You want you want to bring up that fucking horrible Queen movie that I've never seen? No, I'm... Of course, I'm... What did I... Dude, you're drunk. I just said it doesn't bother me, but I'm bringing this up for the people it does bother. You know? Okay. And uh, I might be skipping a, a few... Oh, yeah, there was also a... a a singer in Motley Crue before Vince. Um, they didn't. They didn't touch on him yeah. at all. And, the, and the, 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 they don't bring up Vince's uh, son, which I thought was kind of fucked up. What does he have to do about the movie? Well, no, but but I mean, they was they, he, they, was they, he even in the book? Well, 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 shit! I don't even know if they bring that up. But there's a Vince Neil Jr. that was born before he was even in Motley Crue. Oh yeah, they don't bring up the kids. They don't bring up Mick Mars' kids. Kids, Mick Mars had kids before he was a mother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is some shit they don't bring up, and I'm or like, or did he Whoa. bring up alimony? I think he did. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't. But, I don't remember that. Uh, Skyler, Skyler, that was the little girl's name that died, right? Skyler. Yes. Uh, she's uh, there during theater of pain rehearsals. Right. Now, I don't think. I don't think she was born until after Doctor Feelgood. Um, oh yeah. What else? Oh, Ian? oh I, I I love when uh, they announce uh, you know uh, what the fuck's the manager's name? Doc McGee. Uh, yeah, Doc McGee, and he's like, oh, I managed Kiss. 
That fucker didn't manage Kiss till 96. <laughs> yeah. And Skid Row till, what, 89? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, the historical accuracies are fucking all over the place. And, and, that, and it did, and that wasn't the part of the movie that bothered me. I just figured it's good for us to bring that up, since we are, like, nerds. Oh, yeah, no, no, it it, it is horrible. And that that's the thing that normally, like, really pisses me off, because, like, yeah, as somebody who cares about music and cares about bands, like, that should be first and foremost what you get right. You, you know, I think I think but, Bohemian Rhapsody even had more inaccuracies in the dirt. Right, but what I'm saying, but to me, I, I kind of gave it a pass because it's Motley Crue. Who gives a fucking shit, dude? I really could give a fuck less about Motley Crue, and 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 really, I could give a fuck less about this movie. But you like it more me, than me. But to me, it was a fun movie it was it was it was fun it was rock and roll it was all this shit and a, a, as a fan who grew up with the band i know when they're fucking up i know when this shit's wrong i know when it's a lie and i could give a shit less because who cares it's molly it's like making an accurate movie about fucking millie vanilli who gives a shit you know you love synced that's all there is to it who gives a shit you know it's like molly crew it's not fucking Led Zeppelin. Well, people do give a shit. People get really well, butt hurt over fucking inaccuracies. Oh no, 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 and I get, and I'm one of those. If it's a band, I give a fucking rat's ass about. But I do not give a rat's ass about Motley Crue. So I just laugh when I see, when I see all these inaccuracies. You know, when I see this shit about, uh, you know, to, to me the most accurate thing they did is showing Nikki Six in '84. Wearing Pumas, you know. To me, I was like, "Okay, well, you got oh, that no. right, dude." I'm telling you, the outfits were spot on. Uh, the shot, the devil outfit, the 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 fucking girls, girls, girls. The, the, as far as wardrobe goes, they were spot on. You know, the Too Fast for Love club shows, they all dress exactly like that. That they got right, but what is that? Doesn't really like enhance a movie to me. You know, the scene of them doing shot of the devil, that was like. Performance-wise, they nailed it, you know. But that really—I mean, it's just a, them singing a song, you know. And uh, you know, Heather, uh, another another inaccuracy. Heather Locklear meets Tommy Lee at the party where Vince has the car accident. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, oh, uh, Nikki Six doing heroin. That didn't happen. Uh, oh, uh, Nikki Six dying. That didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah it was alright so now we gotta talk about this scene which I know since you love the movie this must be one of your favorite scenes in the movie where, where I just found it extremely stupid and, and it wasn't captured as cool as it was written in the book the Ozzy scene oh I, I thought the Ozzy scene was great <laughs> I love I love I, I, Man, when Ozzy fucking put up the dress, and he's got the, he's like, it's a piggy bank. I love that shit. Yeah, I didn't laugh. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't I, find it funny. Because I, I, I thought you said that earlier. I thought you said you liked the Ozzy and the Dave scene, and that was it. No, I said Dave scene, that's it. Okay. Okay. No, I, I thought that was fucking hilarious. And what, what was even worse, though, is like when they showed, like when Ozzy pisses and when Nikki pisses, it was so like, 
not even the real color of piss. That's what I laughed at because it was like gold, you know. And it's like, and if any of you people are like truly drug addicts or fucking alcoholics, you know that that you know you only piss shit like that when you're like eating healthy, <laughs> you know. And I'm dying laughing at that. But oh god, the guy that played Ozzy. I fucking loved it. I, oh, God, when he had the dollar bill in his ass, I fucking lost it. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. And, I and, it, and another inaccuracy, because here's another, I want to like uh, talk about when Ozzy, you know, I have an interview, or I've seen an interview. I probably have it on video. They told Ozzy the ant story the first time Ozzy ever heard about it. And Ozzy was like, bullshit, that didn't happen. But, you know, this is Ozzy. He doesn't have the best memory in the world, you know? But Jakey Lee, in an interview recently, was there when it happened. Not that it makes that much of a difference, but Jake said he never snorted ants. He snorted one spider, (laughs) which is still like, well, you know, I mean, it's still fucking just as bizarre, you know? But yeah, Jake said that never happened. It wasn't ants. It was one spider that uh, Ozzy snorted. But I, I, you know what? I read the book. I laughed when I read that in the book. But I just felt like it wasn't captured properly. I don't know. I just what? didn't find it funny. Dude. Was it the way they portrayed it or the actors? or? I don't think even think it was, it was the vibe. The director, the direction, the editing. You know, everything involved in, a, in making a scene. I don't think it... it, it I just, I don't know. I, maybe it's because the book is too good. Maybe if I never read the book, I would find something, you know, I, I wouldn't have nothing to, you know, compare it to. But by reading the book and then seeing them react the, reenact the book, it really bothered me because I was like, no, that wasn't, it was funnier in the book. It's one of those things like, you know, how you always hear people say, the book is better. Oh my God. I can't stress that enough when it comes to this shit. The uh, book is way better, you know. And the one scene in the you know in the book, the mirror did fall on Daily Roth. That that was you know talked about in the book. Funny in the movie, just as funny. There they got it right. That one thirty second scene for me, you know. There they got it right. And also something that bothered me too, that was so unnecessary, was like in that early party where Doc McGee punches somebody out. Number one, uh, is Doc McGee a tough guy? Come on. Right. Think that guy goes around punching anybody. Sharon Osborne would, but not him. That's not the even uh, what's right. Stigwood from from Iron Maiden can see doing it, but not this guy. He's a chump. He fucking managed Bon Jovi for Christ's sake. But right, but they they, they even say like Mick Mars says in the movie, he he says this never happened. No, yeah, but later on he punches out Tommy Lee. You know he's acting like a badass. No, but that's the part that bothered me. Mick Mars looking at the camera to say that didn't happen. I was like, why did you just do that? And then like the blah, blah, blah. I was like, why are you looking at the camera? What, what, what are you trying to accomplish here? This is not, this really throws off everything for me. It's like right in the middle of the movie, hey, uh, by the way, this never happened. It's like, dude, why didn't you say that the 12, the 12 times it didn't happen before that? You know, he should have been saying, you know, it would have been a funnier movie if Mick Mars always stared at the camera during every inaccuracy saying that didn't happen. You know, now that would have been funny. See, I should have directed the goddamn movie. 
Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. Oh, and how about Vince Neil not having a solo career after they broke up? He spent his whole time in a bar. <laughs> well, and, I, I mean, Marcus Welby. And, 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 no, no, but wait, wait, I'm not done. And then, and then, and then when they reunite, they're in the bar and, you know, it's not supposed to, the universe is not that way. And Tommy Lee's all depressed. Look, truth of the matter is, Electra was going to drop them if they didn't get Vince back. Tommy Lee was super reluctant on having him back. And there he is like, oh, we're brothers. Oh, yeah, no, that was totally fucking, that was totally a lie. Yeah, because that shit, that shit happened in, in uh, the offices at Electra. Yeah. And, and none of them liked each other. You yeah. know, there's there's multiple fucking uh, reaccountments of that. Like, Vince didn't want to go back to Motley Crue, and Motley Crue didn't want Vince back. But it was like, hey, none of y'all are going to make some fucking money if this didn't happen. And oh my God, the guy that got to play John Karabi, because they could have yeah. got a nerdier guy. Uh, he oh didn't my say God. a word. All he did was like look like, you know, like like a mongoloid. Every yeah. Scene. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> I mean, he looked like a fucking retard with gas, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we've added a a, a better fourth half. <laughs> That's actually true. That interview portion, that was an actual interview. Oh no, like, no, I remember that. I, I mean, I'm saying finally uh, something accurate. Oh no, and I remember that episode where that that uh, I mean uh, that interview of Motley. Uh, Motley Crue, I watched that shit on TV where uh, they started making fun of Motley Crue and they walked off the interview. I remember yeah. that shit. They weren't even making fun of him. They said hairspray fire and he got pissed off and then they yeah. they, sh- they started showing clips of them putting on hairspray and fire on stage. Yeah. Oh it's no. Like, I yeah, it's that just shit. another example why Nikki Six is such a douchebag and is ashamed of his past. Because oh, during yeah. the 94 era, they were trying to shed that, you know, we're musicians. Like, even if you buy that coordinary, I think it came cre- free, right? I know I got it when, um, well, well, yeah, it came with a thing. Like if you bought, if you bought the 94 album, they had a thing where you send it in. I think you had to pay shipping and handling. All right. Yeah. So I got that. And there's a part in it where like in between a song, they're like fucking around in the studio and, and Nikki's like, come on stop guys. We're musicians. You know, and and he always, <laughs> and and he always had a little hard on. Like even during the Doctor Feelgood era, he would he would like like talk about musicianship and how we're musicians and serious and all this shit while writing sick shit like Time to Change. You know, it's just hilarious. Uh, you know, right? And, well, uh, that's but got. you know, I gotta admit, like '94, they actually t- attempted to be musicians. You know, their playing on that album is fucking amazing. That's why it's my favorite album. It's super tight and, you know, just great songwriting on that album. They, I mean, Nikki Six blew... He had a load he's been saving since Shout of the Devil for that album. That album is awesome. Oh, yeah. But I, I thought it was so funny when they showed John Karabi. It's like, could, they, could you pick a more nerdy guy, you know, to try to devaluize... I know that's not a word, but... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to make it look... To make it look like he had nothing to do with it, you know, they they made Karabi look like a total fucking nerd. Yep. <laughs> you know. I would have sued I, if I was John. 
You know, and, and I, I saw Karabi made a statement the other day. Like, he was surprised he was even mentioned. I was like, yeah. man, you should have... They made you look like Forrest fucking Gump, you know? Yeah. But to me, to, to me still, what a fun fucking movie, though, that, that makes no... To me, it's like the Bible. Makes no fucking sense. Great story, you know? No, fuck, story. no Bible. fucking sense. Bible's another one. I don't want to watch that movie. That's a great book. Exactly, exactly. But it's total fucking fiction, the same way the dirt is. They take a little bit of truth, add a lot of bit of bullshit, and 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 it makes an entertaining story. You know, like Kiss. No, I don't. Not know. not that good of music, but they add enough fucking bombs and all this other bullshit. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, should make a movie out of the Peter Cruz book where he dies with him relentlessly. Even that- implies that falls a homo. I, I'll tell you what, if they get the same guys to do the dirt to do the Peter Christ story. No, I'm, not those people. I'm a first day watcher, man. I fucking, I would love it. I would love it. But this shit, I, I gotta say, like, watching this movie, and like I said, I've seen this motherfucker about ten times. It, it, it's gave me a whole new appreciation for fucking Molly Crew because it reminds me of, like, if I start a band. I don't have a lot of talent. You know, but I could make some shit up that would make it seem better than what it is. And that's what the fucking dirt is. And it was entertaining. It was fun. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I Seriously, as much as I rag on Molly Crew, as soon as we're done, I could watch it again and enjoy every fucking minute of it. I, I never want to see it again. I oh. never want to see it again. Uh, well, you must have respect for Motley Crew. Yeah, that's probably why. I, I guess I like it. I, I didn't. I didn't like it because I liked them more than you. But then again, I mean, I could be wrong. But I think I saw Johnny Vogan going crazy over the movie, and he loves Motley Crue way more than I do. Well, of course, he's gonna go fucking crazy over it. And I mean, also, uh, uh, you know, I just thought also it, it it did hit my memory. I do remember this while watching it. I was thinking to myself, you know, people that like that movie Rockstar would like this crap. It's kind of like, I don't know, or Bill uh, and Ted's Excellent Adventure, shit like that. I uh, don't like stuff like that, man. Uh, well, well, see, Guilty is Charged. And Wayne's World. That's the type of audience that, that Guilty, movie's for. Guilty is Charged because... That's why, yeah, there you go. If you like I, those movies, then I understand you, Ian. I, I love Rockstar. Wow. Even though it's a horrible yeah, movie. You're, you're, you know, Ian, seriously, when I hear you say all this shit, all I can think about is you... Like ragging on me on memory remains and Chinese democracy, and I'm thinking you, you, are bragging on me, and you're here admitting you like Rockstar. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. I, I'll admit that, but but I mean it's the same thing. Like, hey, I love Culture Club. I admit it's a bad band, but I like it. I'm, I'm the same with well, like Rockstar. Then leave me the fuck alone with my superior taste. <sighs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, but no, no, Rockstar. I admit is Rockstar. Rockstar is like, Rockstar is a slap in the face of metal. That's well, how I look at it. Well, I, you're not I, a fan of metal. You hate metal if you like Rockstar. What I what I call Rockstar is a chick flick for dudes. No, it's not. It's a chick. <laughs> th- it's a chick flick for fags. <laughs> 
Um, I'm not even going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> well, I know. After the last couple months, I, I can see the very big fag in you. Ouch. <laughs> comedy ain't comedy ain't pretty. Yeah, funny's funny. Comedy's not yeah, pretty. That's right. <laughs> yep. Now that now that you're happy and shit, I told you. I said I can't wait till Ian gets over this. So I can start goofing on him. And uh, yeah, we're suffering now because we got to go through fucking ten fan episodes really quick because of Ian's depression. Hey, I hear you. All right, but, um, yeah, like, you know, besides the John Karabi shit, that, that whole, like, the reconcile point, uh, so wrong. So wrong. Um, but I, I gotta admit, it looks better on the, on the video than what it was in real life, because it was totally, like, forced by the labels, and... I don't know, I think that would have been more interesting, seeing them all, like pissed off at each other the book oh was, oh no no was I, way I, better oh i no it's no it's just I, so much wrong with this goddamn movie no i totally think it would be better i totally think like if 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 instead of the tr- the dirt it was called the truth <laughs> you know yeah. in some ways it'd be so much better but so much less entertaining but uh yeah they took so many liberties with this shit you know and you know, you don't even get like the uh, the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson shit. You know, you don't get the Tommy Lee quit Molly Crew. To me, I, I would have loved to seen that shit in there. Oh yeah, that didn't even happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. There was no Randy Castillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and no Pamela Anderson either. Yeah, no Samantha Mahoney. There was you know none... the, the Pamela Anderson is probably one of the biggest parts of uh, crew history if you think about it oh yeah I mean, as sad it is as sad as it is like when Motley Crue like came out with 94 and like it kind of took a shit what kept Motley Crue in the headlines was Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson because yep. they would have been way worse off you know they would have been seen as like fucking you know Britney Fox if it wasn't for that shit yeah, they were the Pamela Anderson band around Generation Swan. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So I would love to see that shit, you know, uh, you know, portrayed in the movie. But again, like, I, I, I keep saying, uh, this is a cartoon band, and this is a cartoon movie. So, it's, uh, for what it is, I think it succeeds, and I think it's entertaining. You know, if you're looking for something that's like, you know, factual and actual and, you know, if you really care about this band even, I feel sorry for you. But if you're looking for something to be entertained by, I think it succeeds on that, but you disagree. Yeah. Uh, or it, or, it was terrible. Or, or, or do you feel, or do you feel as a Molly Crew fan that, that it let you down factually? No, because Motley Crue, you know, being the Motley Crue fan I am, the type of Motley Crue fan I am, uh, I can give three fucks about Motley Crue, you know? I just love Shadow of the Devil in 94. I'm a huge fan of that. I recognize a lot of things that I love about Motley Crue that you find either false or does nothing for you. Um, and uh, I just... I, I there, There's parts of Motley Crue... From their career, I absolutely love. 
there's some parts where I'm kind of like eh on the border and there's a little tiny part where I can't stand it which was uh, the, the last album so Saints in Los Angeles which uh, man these songs from this album is even worse than that crap I mean I mean oh my god the, uh, what is it four songs oh four they five were so, songs they, they were so, four songs they were so they bad were just, but they were like uh, seriously the first one I heard was the dirt I was like oh my yeah. god this is terrible then I don't know which one I heard next I was like wow that's even worse then I heard just a, like a virgin I was like oh my god and then the last one I think it's called crash and burn or something like that that's the worst out of all of them oh my like, god and, you gotta be kidding me, man. And the, and the whole thing with them recording, like, like a virgin, that's like making a Led Zeppelin movie. And, uh, you know, they record the Night Lights went out in Georgia. Like, <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with this shit, you know? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, well, you know, this episode, I'm telling you right now, is going to be split down the middle. There's going to be so many people agreeing with you, and there'll be a lot of people agreeing with me. Because uh, that's pretty much what I see online. There's people that love it, love it like you, and there's people that fucking hate it with a passion yeah, like me. But but the funny there's thing no is, in the middle. Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing is though, like leading up to this, I was the guy who was like, no, fuck this shit, and you were the guy like, oh, I want to see this. Yeah, no, I wasn't like, oh, this is gonna be great. I was like, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm hoping it's good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I gotta say, there's no bias here on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Right, no, I, right I, there, I, it's proof. If you go back to the episode we did before the movie aired, we talked about it, Ian, and yeah. you were like, "Fuck this movie, fuck!" And I was like, eh, "I'll give it a shot." Yeah. I wasn't saying it was great or it was gonna yeah. suck. I didn't know either. No, but and, you were just dead set it was gonna. But that's your thing. You always like judged it without seeing it. Well, and and that's the thing, though. I, I, I will say I'm always honest about how I feel at the time. And at the time, I was like, "Eh." But, but since it's come out, like I said, I've watched this movie so many fucking times, dude. I've watched this movie so many times, and I laugh. And, you know, I, I, I laugh. You know, there, there's parts that I honestly laugh. There's parts that are like, it's so bad, it's funny. You know, I, I really do kind of see it like Kiss Makes a Phantom of the Park kind of thing. Like, it's so bad, it's good. Uh, but, it, but it's entertaining enough that I keep watching it. That's how I feel. Like, any, any any true KISS fan, any true KISS fan, like, if you really love, if you really love KISS, like, if KISS means something like the music and this shit, you should be embarrassed by KISS meets the fan of the park. You should be like, this is beneath us as a KISS fan. But then Well, a- you know, and, and the funny thing about that, Ian, is that that's how I felt when I saw it when right. I was 13 years old. Because right. I was the hugest Kiss fan. I saw it on, the, on TV when it aired on Halloween of whatever, 79? So when it, yeah, 78 like or whatever. Yeah. And I thought it would, and believe me, I went into that movie as a little kid going, this is gonna rule. And I went to my friend's house to see it. And I remember my dad picking me up and driving home and you know, I'm still a little kid at 13 years old, but my brain was kind of like, you know, like mulling it over on the drive home, thinking to myself, wow, um, I, I, I hate to admit this, but that was really bad. Right. And, and now as an adult looking at it, I fucking love it because it's so bad. 
Right, you know? and, and, and that's how I'm with Motley Crue, and and but, I, but I, the I, difference I, is the difference is the Motley Crue is a biopic. The the Kiss Meets the Phantom is like a really bad episode of Six Million Dollar Man. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I think I think the thing is like I could give a fuck less about Molly Cruz. So my expectations are very low. Very low. And 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 since it came out I was like, hey, it made me laugh. I, w- I was entertained. You know, to me this is a band I don't give a shit. If this is a band I really cared about and and the shit happened like this. I would probably be upset, you know, and that's the thing. Like, like Queen, Queen is a band I could really give two fucks less about. But even hearing like all the inaccuracies about the, you know, the timeline and shit, bothers me, because I respect Queen, even though I'm not a huge fan. I respect Queen. Well, in the end, uh, you loved it. You think it's the greatest rock and roll. Biopic, right? That's you know you, you are not comparing it with actual documentaries. Yes, yes, just biopics. Yeah. Shit, they, even that shitty behind the music Motley Crue I like more than this, and that wasn't on this fucking right home about. Remember Mick with the Fu Manchu look? No. You didn't remember uh, behind the music Mick had like Fu Manchu, like he had this long mustache but shaved in the middle. No. No. Well, uh, I hope I feel that way about this movie in the future where I don't remember none of it because it was terrible. Piece of shit. But you liked it. But, you know, we do represent the rock and roll community because that's the buzz I see. People either, I mean, love it or despise it. There's no in between. I've not seen some people, anybody say, I mean, it was okay. But it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I haven't seen anybody say that yet. Which I'm sure one of our listeners would be like, oh, I'm going to be countercultural. I'm going to write that. I think that. You're lying. You either love it or hate it. Thank you. Yes. So in the end, you know, we are we, we are split. We are like Siskel and Ebert. Except, yes. Except not arguing about it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't think I would like it. I ended up loving it. Uh, you thought you were going to like it. Ended up hating it. I was. I didn't think I was going to like it. I was hoping I was going to like it. Where you were like, oh, I already made up my mind. This fucking going to suck. Oh, yeah. No, I, oh, I totally went into watching this going, yeah, I'm going to hate every second of it. True story. And I knew it. I knew I go, and you were even here for a few days. And I even said, I go, something tells me. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, No, we talked about it, but we refused to comment. You're like, oh. I already told you I hate it. Oh, yeah. You you told me. You're like, you're "You're such a fucking idiot. I know you're going to like it. Yeah. I I kept my mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, you're from that generation. You know, it's not a slam, but, you know, I mean, if I was born when you were born, I probably would have liked it, too, because you you were born and you liked, uh, you know, Parental guidance and shit that I despise. Oh, yeah. I love the '80s. I love me some '80s. Yeah. Well, I like I like me the '80s to like '84. Then the thrash came in. I love me the thrash '80s. You know, I was very. I love the '80s too, but I like different aspects than you did. You know, because I moved on to fucking, you know, thrash metal instead of parental guidance. Hey, hey you, you know, you wore shoes with socks. I didn't. You know. Yeah. True. 
It was all about boat shoes and fucking Miami Vice for me. And I lived in Miami, and I still look like what I do now. <laughs> you know, I, I look. I tell you, you find any picture of me in the '80s, I'm no different than I am now. Same straggly hair, same wardrobe, the same socks. <laughs> all right, well, fuck. Enough about this shitty band. Let's go into pick of the week. All right, I I have a pick of the week. Oh, you do? Yes. I highly recommend everybody out there. This is is probably the best recommendation I've ever had in the history of our podcast. Oh, oh, interesting. All right, everybody out there, stay away from Rocket Man. That's my pick (laughs) of the week. That's my pick of the week. All right. Well, my pick of the week is from a classic thrash band. Uh, that's kind of, in my opinion, reinvented themselves because when I hear the new stuff, I don't exactly hear the old era of this band, and it's not the same lineup, but I think it's just as viable as what they did in the past, and that would be the new album from Death Angel. Yeah, very good album. Great album. Yes, it's called Human something or other. Human Aside. Human Aside. Human Aside? Yeah. Yeah, I bought I bought the what do they call that the big pack, whatever they call that the bundle. I bought the yes. bundle. Very good, very good album. Oh, it's that's a, a grossly underrated band. It sickens me to see them do thirty minute sets opening for other people. Sorry, Overkill fans, but Death Angel I like way more. I love Overkill though. Don't get me wrong, uh, but Overkill and fucking Testament above them. Uh, Testament I have a yeah. problem. For the yeah, most part. But uh yeah, the the new the new fucking Death Angel album is very good. It's awesome. But they've been releasing nothing but great albums. Oh yeah, no no the I, last I, one was amazing too. Yeah, no, I, I agree and I think this one is just as good. I, I, I do I gotta say though, I find them I mean not only because it's a different lineup, it, it's a it's a different sounding band, but it it's it's very good thrash heavy metal i think it's yeah a, and good good melodic parts to the song yeah and, uh, oh yeah there's a lot of different shit on this album that i like you know because there's there's parts that sound yeah this is traditional you know death angel and there's other parts where like okay this is them you know branching out a little bit but it makes for a very interesting album and a very listenable album and uh that that would be my pick of the week Right on. All right. Do we have a fan of the week? All right. Now we have our fan of the week. And our fan of the week is, uh, shit. I'm trying to remember his name. You got a fan of the week? Yes, I do have a fan of the week. And I'm sure he's been a fan before. And this guy, and I know you love him. I love this guy. This guy, you name a segment of your radio show after him. Oh. Uh, Stobbs Garage. Joseph, Joseph Stobbs. Joseph Staub is such an awesome dude, and he's been sending me a lot of Nazareth CDs. And he just sent me one called Rampant, which I was not aware of. I knew a couple songs of that, a great hits. Wow, what a great album. And he keeps sending me fucking, uh, fucking Nazareth CDs. And, you know, a lot of them have all these bonus tracks and different mixes. And, you know, he sent me this one, an album I grew up with, actually, called Expect No Mercy. Yo, I love that one. 
Yeah, but check this check the story out behind it. Which, by the way, on a recent Vieira vault, I had Robert Lawson on. And he talked about it. We talked about the whole Nazareth discography, and check that out, Vieira vault. And um, and uh, the brand new one is the Vin- it's called the In- the Vinnie Vincent Evasion. And uh, so uh, the the Expect No Mercy CD brings another full CD because what happened was Nazareth Nazareth recorded the CD the album and the record company rejected it so they went back and redid it and they, that's where they recorded expect no mercy but it brings that album that was rejected with it oh. and it's awesome it's really really good and i want to thank joseph and you know what i did this is what i did for joseph and uh joseph might not even know this uh i did a thread once about phantom of the paradise you know how much i love that movie and and Joseph left a comment saying, God, I wish I can have that soundtrack. Dude, I can't find it. Dude, I have like six copies of that soundtrack. Oh, well, I'm exaggerating. Maybe four. And I recently purchased a 180 grand version where only a thousand were made. So I sent Joseph one. But I waited a little while after he wrote that because I didn't want him to catch on that what I was sending him. So I waited like maybe a month after I saw him write that. And I just wrote him and said, dude, give me your address. I got something cool to send you. And I sent him that and he freaked, you know. And Joseph, I know the reason I sent you that because I saw you write that, that you wish you had it. And I held off a little bit because I wanted to surprise you. And mission was accomplished. But he just sent me rampant and he sent me another one as well. Um, God damn it. Which is the other one he sent me? Well, you know what you sent me. Oh, Loud and Proud, which is another great, great Nazareth album. That one I'm aware of, though. I have on vinyl, but still, man, this guy is awesome. Fan of the week, I love you, Joseph. You're a good guy, bro. Right on. All right. Well, uh, let's just say, coming up soon, we're getting back. Next week, we are getting back into the fan-picked episodes. We are finishing up. uh, Unfortunately, it's taking a while. But uh, we're finishing up the fan-picked episodes from Rockin' Pot Expo 2. Uh, and then we're going to get into... To, we're going to do Rockin' Pot Expo 3 plugs or fan-picked episodes. Yeah, start donating, please. We need the money. Yeah, yeah. We do need the money this year. Desperately. We really do. And I'm not yeah. saying as as a joke. Please, yeah. please yeah. contribute. And, and also, help us for three years in a row raise the most money. Yes, let's do this again. Uh, we, we thank you, and uh, you know we're getting back into the swing of things where you're going to get episodes every week now, and we love you, and we thank you, and uh, you know, fuck Motley Crue, you know, fuck gonna... that movie. Yes, come back, Sucked. come back next week when we go into a fan picked episode. What is it going to be? All right, I'm going to give you a little hint. Iggy Pop is involved in next week's episode. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, all right. One of us is going to be very hated for that episode, trust me. Yes, and the other one's going to be loved as he should be. Very loved, yes. Yes. Yes, spoiler alert. We already gave it up. (laughs) Yeah, that's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. (laughs) Lick it up! (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.